This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode does not contain any spoilers, but there are mentions of The Black Witch Chronicles, Legally Blonde, Throne of Glass, and Game of Thrones. For full list, please see show notes. Everybody and welcome to a court of fandoms and exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie and I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Jessica, Jessica Marie. This always scares me when you start off the episodes like that. You are on record. You are on record in our past episodes of saying that you have not had a lot of exposure to magical school. That is a trope that you are not super familiar with. Uh, how did you feel about the magical school setting that is uh, this goddamn war college? I liked it. I feel like this book solidified that I love a magic school trope, specifically a magic school trope for adults. I mean, I know we have our like high school college one, but any well, I guess Black Witch Chronicles is more uh is more college rated. But this is like they're in their twenties. They are going to war. They are pre- preparing for war, and even the dragons are like they're in Mira. And we'll get into it. Some of the characters are like, everything that you teach at school is theoretical, which is everything that anybody who's gone to undergrad in the United States knows is that college is theoretical and not always applied to what really happens in the real world. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. I absolutely love the magical school trope, and I like how it is uh, used here. There is a lot of excitement about this book. Obviously, there's a lot of hype. And there is a lot to love about this book and a lot to talk about, obviously. Uh, Jess, there are, of course, a lot of characters. Can you take me through some of these? Some of them, because like you said, there's so many, but we'll talk about some of the mains. And Laura, please uh, feel free to add in because I know I'm going to be missing them. But we have our female main character, Violet, who has two dragons. Uh, her dragons are Taryn and Andarna. We also have Zayden Ryerson. He has a dragon named Sigal. We have Dane. I forget his last name, but he's not important because we don't like him. Uh, he's a- another... Atos. Oh, Atos. Thank you, because they always call him General or Colonel Atos. We have Dane Atos. We have Mira, who is Violet Sorengale's sister, um, Brennan, who is her brother, who we know, um, you know, throughout this book, who has died in war. Uh, Rhiannon, who is kind of the first friend that Violet meets in her magic school, magic war school. Liam, who is a friend of Zayden. And then you also have like Zayden's cousins, uh, Garrick and, uh, Bodhi. 
those are kind of our, and then you, there, there's a lot of professors. You have Violet's mom who kind of is like general of the, of everything going on. Um, but there's, there's also, you have some bully characters. You have, I, his name is Jack Barlow, but I've been calling him Jack Harlow. That's how I'm going to refer to him as. Um, and I just feel like there's like a lot of, there's a lot of mean girls, a lot of mean boys, a lot of bullies. Um, but they all, some have more, uh, of a purpose in this story than others. Absolutely. There are some red shirts here for sure. Uh, the first red shirt we meet, uh, in chapter one, but, uh, before we have a chapter one, we have a prologue. I want to state that I read this through the audio. I do have the physical copy. I have not cracked it open. Jess, you did both. Is that correct? Yeah, I started, I, I think it, I probably got to about like page 250 or so that I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll co-read with this. So I did do both later on. And I'm so glad that I waited that far because if I looked at the words, I would not have had the pronunciations down. The narrator has received some criticism. I like the narrator, but I also did what you had recommended, which is increase the speed. <laughs> yeah, increase the speed. Uh, the narrator was sick when she recorded this, so she's incredibly stuffy and congested the whole time. But if you read this at like 017, then it's fine. You don't really notice it. That being said, let's 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 get into this. Let's get into this with the prologue. This prologue states that every that the account, so like everything that we're about to read has been like transcribed by a Violet scribe friend. The the one in the archives. The or one no, in the archives. Yeah, yeah, Jasenia? Yeah, Jasenia. Yeah. She is the one who has like translated Here's the thing. Here, like, we're we're using our our hats and our big brains now. Jasenia is translating this account. So, like, what we're about to read to like be faithful to everything that happened. So, we're reading a like a written account, a story about Violet and her time at the school and what happened to her in her like own words. So it's like, okay, okay, setting the stage. Good, good on you, good on you. And then we have, of course, chapter one. We st we start off with codexes. You know, I like this. We like little quotes and stuff. Uh, this is the famous one. This is the famous one. You want to read it to me? Yeah, hold on. Let me pull it out because I have my physical copy right next to me. A dragon without its rider is a tragedy. A rider without their dragon is dead. There it is. And that is the line, that is the thing, that is the truth, that is what happens later on. It sets the stage here. All right, awesome. It's conscription day. Conscription day, we meet Violet. Violet is 20. She's on her way to talk to her mom, who is the general of Basgayeth War College. This is this is what it is. You're there for three years. Uh, they train you up. Uh, so that you can fight the 400-year war against the Griffin Riders, right? Yes. I mean, with anything with politics, this whole war, for what Violet knows, is 
it's very one-sided, right? We She knows that she is supposed to be fighting a war. She's supposed to be training. This war college has four quadrants. Uh, think of it as like four houses. You have scribes, healers, infantry, and riders. Her Violet's mother was a writer. Her father was a scribe. Um, and she kind of has always had the best of both worlds, but had always leaned towards being a scribe. Um, it was something that she was comfortable with, that she was safe with. Um, I think the people in her life kind of felt comfortable with her there, too, because she just has um, she's just differently abled and and that's kind of how people treated her, that she had limitations. And it wasn't until her mother said, well, uh, I don't care. You're going to be this because I'm this and your sister was this and your brother was this. And this is the only option. Um, I don't care. And you can't disappoint me. And it's I, I, this is very much one of those type of mother-daughter relationships. Yeah, it's not a healthy one. At all. At all. Uh, Violet says that her mom basically has ignored her since her brother died and that they don't have any sort of connection. There's no emotion there. It's just constant disappointment. And her mom just kind of lists her faults, which makes it kind of surprising to Violet in this opening scene where Mira is arguing on Violet's behalf, saying that she's um, to essentially frail to make it in the writer's quadrant. Uh, I like very much when General Sorengale says Violet deals with more pain every single day than you have in like a fucking lifetime, Mira. Like she's a lot tougher than you think she is. So shut the fuck up. Uh, I did, I did like that uh, one single instance from her mother. Well, and so did Violet to the point of confusion because she goes, I, I don't know how to take this. You know, she's like, is this a backhanded compliment? But like, I'll take it because this is the only thing I'm going to get from her. Yeah, for real. For real. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. The world building here happens quickly because the parapet happens so fast after this, right? Like we have... Mira arguing with her mom and in in her office with Violet, Mira not winning that battle, a very swift goodbye to from the mom, be like, I can't acknowledge you for three years. And Violet's like, hey, bet you haven't like this whole time, so not any different. And then Mira goes, repacks Violet's pack, and then it's like, wham, bam, we're on the parapet. Like, we're moving quite along. Uh I do very much appreciate that. And I like the hair braiding scene between sisters. I love a sister bonding moment. Yeah. And I love that she kind of references it as, you know, this is like what we did in childhood. You know, it was very nostalgic. It's very comforting. Um, and they were just, she was like, you got to forget. She got to forget that the world that they're in and the tragedies that they've gone through in a very short amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can also not forget that Mira does not let Violet take the book of fables from her dad here. It's like, no, you can't take these books. You can't take these books in this pack, which part of me is like, 
God damn it, Violet. What the fuck are you thinking? What what are you doing? Like, come on. You've grown up in a war college and you're taking a pack full of books. Like, use your goddamn brain. Um, But she does keep the poison book, which does end up being very helpful. I do like Mira's advice to like, hey, just fuck around in your own year. Don't fuck any leadership. <laughs> like, like, you know, it is what it is. Like, f- and then like, find Dane. Dane Atos, your childhood friend, find him. He will take care of you. Um, Also, 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 it is in this opening chapter here where we have um, Mira asking Violet if she can hold a sword. And Violet says, no, I can't, but I have my daggers. Do you remember how quick she was with her daggers? Yeah, she was, I mean... Zayden was so impressed. He's like, everybody would be scared of you if you had your daggers. There's a word. Chapter one. She is quick. <laughs> Do you know? No. She is lightning quick. Oh, my God. It's in chapter one. She's lightning quick with her daggers. Chapter one. It's all there. That's why we reread. <laughs> this is your like, this is because you read this. A while ago. I say a while ago when I came out. And then you usually do two reads for the podcast. So this is like your third time reading. Lightning quick with her daggers. And then even like the the codex. Because each each chapter starts off with a codex. Well, I say codex. There is a quote leading into each chapter. And it's either from the codex. It's either from... um, like redacted legal documents, government documents, or a letter that Mira has passed down to Violet because all of the, you know, all of the Sorengale siblings have gone through their war college. Um, and Brennan gave it to Mira. Mira gave it to, to Violet. And the thing is, it's always like, here's some inside information, some inside scoop. Do not tell anybody that I have this inside info. So that is coming down. So every 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 little Sorengale is getting some more information of how to survive these next three years. But those little excerpts are like, it's usually one of those three that'll be the excerpts uh, at the beginning of each chapter. So right off the bat, right, you know, we have the dragon and the rider quote, which... Spoiler, if you're listening to this, you probably have read Fourth Wing. Um, you get that at the end of the book, book one. And now we have the lightning. Oh, my God. Yep. Always chapter one. <laughs> always chapter one. There's always good shit in chapter one. And also, also we have the, the parapet. Okay, could you do this parapet? No. No? Not even if I switch those damn shoes. You? You, you're good. Oh, your knees. Yeah, no, my knees. Uh, <laughs> but also, I wouldn't switch my fucking shoes. This is where... This moment is where I, um, uh, there are two paths in the woods and then they diverted. Yeah. Uh, I diverted from Violet here. She took off her boot for this girl that she just met. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Your sister just fucking told you to not make any friends. Don't trust anybody. Like keep it to yourself. And this, this stranger, stranger danger, stranger danger. And you're switching boots. Uh, I, I could not, I could never. Could, um, would I do this? Yeah, probably. Would I die? Absolutely. Because <laughs> that was going to be also one of my questions is which quadrant you would see yourself in and you'd see yourself as a rider. I would, yeah, yeah. I would love to be a rider. Uh, would my knees take me to 
writer status. No. So I'd probably end up as a scribe, but I would try and I would die. And that's good enough. Commend my soul to Malik. That's what Violet's mom wanted. She's like, the fuck you are gonna, aren't going to be a scribe. You're going to go as a writer or you're going to die trying. And that's more like that was more respect for your name for our family name than anything. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, the parapet kills 15% of people that cross it. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, really excellent uh way to weed out candidates in a war college is to kill literally everybody super fun super fun makes sense which is also something that like i was questioning because like i get it like survival of the fittest fittest darwinism all of that i get that part but then also you have later in the book where they say like we're not getting that many candidates not a lot of people so i'm like do we want the candidates or do we not? Like, I, I was, it threw me off for a second. We're like, then why are we, why do we keep giving all these challenges to kill off people? Like, yeah. I, I, I see both sides of it, but I'm just questioning things too. Yeah. It's like, mm, maybe we could run this a little bit better, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. This is a critique on the college. Not the yeah. Life. Yeah. <laughs> on the, not on the college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Maybe the college can be run a little more efficient. So, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, uh, Building on to that, maybe we have a little bit more communication with the dragons about what the fuck is going on and why less dragons are choosing to bond. Maybe we have a little less secrecy about the whole thing. You know, maybe we talk to each other. But hey, that's me. But isn't one of the things, well, I don't know, because maybe they were like, we had a ton of dragons, but like none of y'all seemed worthy enough. Like that was literally a line. They were like, eh. Nobody was good enough, so they didn't want to bond. Yeah, but it's like, why though? Like, because Taryn is like, oh, you think we have, we, you think that we think that this, this, and this is important. Please tell me what I should think is important. So that just goes to show, like, we don't fucking know. So it's like, why don't we ask these people? You know, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Jess, tell me about Zayden. He's hot. That's what we know. We know he's the most beautiful man that she's ever laid her eyes on. We know he wields shadows because he has secrets. Um, we know that he's super fast and it makes her heart and other places go pitter patter. Um, and more importantly, there is a, he's part of a generation of kids who have kind of like sins of the father are the sins of the son. The, and his father kind of led this initial revolution and resistance and uprising against the current government in their kingdom. Um, and what we know right now is that his dad, uh, Zayden's dad, killed uh, Violet's brother in part of the this war, this ongoing war. Yes, this ongoing 400-year So that's Yeah, like, so battle. it's like a family of mortal enemies and, you know, the, and... You know, the kids of those people who were part of that resistance all have tattoos and markings to note that they are part of, you know, they've been cursed. Because those kids had to watch their parents be executed. They were all uh, bound with rebellion marks and then they were uh, voluntold to yeah. go to the Ryder Quadrant. And then uh, they, they, the government, let these rebellion children uh, go through the rider quadrant and you know it went it went to weed them out as it usually does and everyone was surprised especially when Zayden bonded with the dragon they were like hey we uh 
didn't expect that because, again, no one is talking to any dragons about what the fuck is going on. Well, I also think part of that's because you had like what one of the many flaws of humans is a sense of entitlement thinking that they are the end all be all to all beings. Oh, absolutely. But it turns out that we just don't know anything about dragons, which is fun, which is fun. Uh, what I don't know is why Jack Barlow has it out for Violet. I have read this a lot. I can't figure it out. He hates her on site. I, I, I don't know. And I also don't know why he is such like a lunatic. He's like throwing kids off the parapet and people are like fine with it. That well, that was one of the warnings that Mira gave her too. She was just like, "Hey, so some people are gonna try to take you down just because you're part of the competition." Which again, oh, isn't part of it because like they're just trying to take out as many people as they can because there's only so many dragons and that there's more candidates than dragons, so the the ratio is off. And like, I guess he just really wants a dragon really bad. And, and, like, dragons won't bond with someone who's weak and the weakest link in the wing brings everyone down. So you have to eliminate the weakest link. Like, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. But Jack Barlow, like, locks eyes with Violet and he's like, you. And he does not let up until the very, yeah, until the very end of the book. Uh, but he basically chases Violet down that parapet and uh, Violet crosses, bless her, with one fucking boot i can't get over that uh, and she and she gets there and when violet has to concentrate when she's focused she um you know uh plot dumps for us and that's very helpful so when violet is crossing the parapet we learn that um the kingdom i guess the the continent is 600 years old there's a 400 year war going on with another kingdom we have navarre and six territories in there, and they're all united under King Reginald. And then five years ago, Tyrandor, who is separated by big cliffs of a very nice name that I always forget, but we'll get to, attempted a coup, and that's where all these rebellion kids came from. So thanks, Violet. That was helpful. I mean, we're start. I mean, we're chapter two, three-ish. We're world building. We need to know where we are. And every time there's a history, a historical info dump, you know politics are going to get involved. Yes, yes. Uh, but they don't get involved right away. What we get is uh, Dane. I hate him. I hate him off the bat. I think we all do. I'd like to think we do. I don't know if anybody was duped in reading this. So sorry if uh, you feel that I'm shading you right there because I don't know. I That's how I saw it right off the bat. But right one of the things that her sister goes, again, this goes to her family not necessarily believing that she could accomplish some of these physical tasks. They were like, go see Dane. He'll take care of you. He'll pretend you, but he'll protect you. But also he's older than you. So don't sleep with him. But you guys are childhood friends. So like nothing has happened. And she's had like a schoolgirl crush on this boy her whole life. But the also one of my notes was a man's not going to save you. Don't let a man save you. Uh, he wants to save her. He wants her out of this college and he wants her in the scribe quadrant and that he fucking harps on that the whole book. He will not let it go. He goes behind her back to like arrange it for her. Like, say less. 
time and time again to the different scribe professors, to the different parts of the college, to the point where authority figures in this college were saying, you could, I've got so many people on board that we won't even tell your mother. We can sneak you out through like these tunnels. And then after your first year, it'll be too late. And she's like, and I like that she's standing up for herself. She's like, you're not believing in me. You maybe at one point, and this also goes for like the things that we read with the fantasy of it all. At one point in her life, she could have and would have done it. But you learn, you grow, you go through different experiences. And she's like, I'm not that same person anymore. And who you have in your mind, that's not me. Yeah. And who is Violet? I don't I don't think we've really addressed it yet. Violet is small. She's petite. She's small. Everyone tells her all the time she has silver-tipped hair at the bottom. At the bottom and not from the roots. That's important. And her eyes are like a hazily bluish color. And she has a body that gives her issues. Yeah. I mean, she she says like her, you know, she she has to pop limbs, like her kneecaps back into place. She, like... It is she's constantly feeling like she needs to fix herself or give her body some additional support. Um, And through that, she's still accomplishing these tasks with her like with her physical limitations as well as her mind. Yeah. And it is said over and over and over again that Violet is like the smartest of her year. It's very Hermione. Um, but here is our first like inkling because uh, Violet has like really landed on her knee really hard when she's crossing the parapet. Dane like takes her away so that they can wrap it in peace. And he's like, what are you fucking doing here? Like you, you cannot be here. Um, but, but. It is hard for Violet because they are childhood friends. She does have this crush on him. But I know, Jess, you said you got the ick right away. I also got the ick right away. Um, I am horrified on reread to know and note how many times this man touches Violet's face. It is disgusting it's it's it gives me it's so uncomfortable i'm so uncomfortable i've never had or welcomed any type of contact that he has from a male friend to touch me and the way that he touches her and you know what i i think he also feeds into the the crush of it all because she did admire him for so long and she would flirt with him and make different innuendos and he definitely took advantage of that and and, and even after the point where he's like show me your memories and goes to grab her face as a sense of entitlement and she refused to like who are you and she was just like you didn't ask and he's like, my bad, I didn't ask. And then he he's just he takes he takes advantage of her vulnerability and their friend. I say friendship loosely because like no friend would do that to you, you know, and we've always known. And you see throughout the book that uh, and Zayden even says, he goes, it's awfully convenient when you want to stick up for her when it works for you, because it's definitely not to save her life. Yeah, and Zayden takes her life in his hands right away, too, because Dane, Dane, uh, has Amber, 
move everybody into his like unit section, whatever. I'm not a military person. I was, I'm <laughs> not interested in section squads and wings. I was just like, Oh, in one year out the other. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but Zayden switches everybody around so that a violet and her group are in a fourth wing, which is Zayden's wing. So he is the wing leader, commander, whatever. And he is in charge, basically, of Violet. And she says, like, he could execute me if he wanted to. That's his right. Okay, say less. Uh, but it is here after the switching that the, like, eight dragons, like, fly over. And it's all very, like, majestic. And then we get a little bit more world building of, like, uh, dragons need humans to power the wards. And, like, uh, you know, that makes us humans manifest signet abilities. And the signets reflect the riders. It's like a whole thing that is explained a little bit later. Um, fun stuff. These physical challenges, Jessica, Jessica Marie, this gauntlet, Again, I could not do this, this, this version of Wipeout. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I would make a ninja warrior. It's so, I just, every time they're talking about something, it feels like a Tough mutter. It feels like a Spartan race. It feels like parkour. All wrapped They are, this, these are not easy tasks. I get it. We are challenging. We, I just, it's, it's all difficult. Nothing about this seems easy, but I guess like war isn't easy. So it's definitely, it's interesting because they're definitely putting them through these challenges. Uh, cause it's like, this is a controlled environment, you know? Yeah. And, and this, this, uh, the version of Wipeout is supposed to kind of simulate all of like battle and then like mounting a dragon and, and continuing on with battle. And these challenges give us kind of a timeline over the course of the school year. Cause the gauntlet is two months from like conscription day, I guess, or like a little bit after conscription day. And then threshing is like two days after that. And threshing is like dragon, like choosing day. So, you know, this, this is all, this is all very fun. Uh, I think it is important to say that Dane was fucking Amber Mavis last year. That is the redhead. Absolutely. Like, how did it, was that supposed to be a secret? I mean, the way he worded it probably to to Violet it was. But I was like, oh, yeah, that's not going to end up well for well for Violet because she's out for her. Yeah. She being Amber is out for Violet. Yeah. And and uh, Amber like loves the rules. She's like a stickler about the rules. And like Dane, they say like over and over and over again, starting here, that Dane is just like very uh, harsh and just follows the rule book to the T and will not break them for anything. And, and then, of course, like Zayden breaks all the rules. It's like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's also important to say, Dane has his signet power. He is a year two writer. His signet power is memory recall. He can physically touch, and he says it here, he has to touch someone's temples to get their like most recent memories. Uh, but then he says like, you know, but after he develops it with his dragon, like, you know, it's, it's like confidential. It's top secret. Blage, blage, blage. Um, sir, you developed it. We know. On everything. Everything. How do you think you do in Battle Brief? Battle Brief is just like the, the academic part of everything. It's current events. Yeah, I'd be fine. I'd be fine. I'd pick up on the things that they were picking up on, too. Be like, well, why was I mean, we have these conversations. I'll be like, oh. 
everybody's focused. I mean, we do it like on our day to day lives when we're like sharing things with each other. Like, of course, this is happening, but nobody wants to talk about this thing. And that's what Violet and, and Liam and Zayden and Rhiannon, they're all figuring out these things. They're like, wait a second. Like, they, why this this is also a current event. Why aren't we talking about it? are we not supposed to know? Maybe I missed the confidential the confidential notice that we weren't we aren't supposed to talk about it. But they're already thinking about like th- there are bigger things at play. Why are we not alerting more people? And she even says that in one of the classes, they say like Violet has her Elle Woods moment in class saying like how the Griffins were already on their way. How did they know? Where were the breaches? They are question. She's already questioning these things. They're like, somebody had to know something. Because if not one, then not the other, then the other. So like, where is the disconnect? Well, and what we know, what we know from Battle Brief, which is just a little bit more plot, you know, world building, which is fun for us, is that dragons power the wards that keep all magic but their own, like, out of the kingdoms, out of the territories, out of the continent or whatever. And it's like a curved, like, border. And it only extends so far. And there's, like, outposts all around there. And because of the war with the other, like, kingdom... Uh, Navarre cannot end conscription to the war college. They always have to be, um, like, yeah, there always has to be basically like a draft. And that's like a, a point of contention. And one of the reasons why people rebel and that there's unrest is because people are like really tired of that. Uh, it is also here where we learn that griffins can also like channel magic. And that griffins are uh, something that ha- everyone has to deal with. They're big, big birds, right? Yeah, and there it's. And again, this goes from the scope of which Violet was raised. Griffins are the bad guys. Basically, if you're not part of their kingdom, you're bad. And we, you know, it. We'll get into it, but it unfolds that that's not the case. That it's that it's just very just such a smaller like they are a smaller thing in how history is being erased and that's also repeated so much about like you know history is written by the victors and people are responsible for writing history and that's these are going to be like if it's not written down these are like it's every time every sort of mention that they're going to the archives it's how history is being told and the history is that uh, griffins do not do well in high altitude, right? And uh, the Parameal Kingdom will not surrender. That's the kingdom that I could not think of. And that the griffins and their riders are looking for something and that the wards keep fucking failing. And that uh, Mira has the power to like, has like ward power, which is, which is fun. And is she, Mira, Violet's sister, is very useful um, in in battle. Uh, I would really love these sparring matches. I love sparring. I like martial arts classes. I've taken Krav Maga. Uh, I like these, these situations. I would not want Imogen to fucking break my arm, but I would like it to be mended. And I like that there is the emphasis on like... Um, the, the mend me, like Violet. So Violet 
her arm is broken by Imogen in training, in sparring, and it, it she lets it happen. And Dane takes her to the healers, and there is a difference between healers and menders. Just what is that? Oh, healers heal with magic, and men. Oh, menders heal with magic. Healers, like, have you go like it's a nat- more natural process. Yeah. So. Violet is like, no, I will just like heal a little bit, but wait, maybe you should mend me. And Dane is like, um, don't mend her. You cannot mend her. Like, we will use this as an excuse to like get her into the scribe quadrant. Like, everyone will know it's like a whole fucking thing. And Violet's like, fuck you, dude. Like, you're taking my choice away. Just do mend me this one time. Yeah, because she, she, her whole thing is the optics of it all. I can't let them know that I am weak. If they see that I'm weak, I'm already like I'm already a target. I'm just going to be more so of a target. But and Dane, every fucking chance he gets, every turn, every corner you turn, he is trying to not have her be who she is. It's yeah. so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. Dane is trying to like force her into this whole version, but it just, it just, ugh, it makes the ending just like so much more. But Dane is constantly trying to get her out of the writer's quadrant. So it makes me think that Dane knew what was going to be the war games the entire time because he was trying to get her out. Absolutely. I mean, aside from already like the line being like, I'll miss you or whatever, like, okay, that's foreshadowing, whatever. Like, it's also repeated throughout the book about how valuable he is to like the government, I say the government, but like all the authority figures because of how loyal he is about his his power. He's pretty much a yes man. So he's not contesting anything. I mean, you know that when... When Violet is basically putting Amber on the spot to be like, she was, she was, you know, complicit in helping these people try to kill me. And he's like, she wouldn't. She's an authority figure. And she's like, fuck you. Yeah, she would have. Yeah. And she did. And she did. Oh, God. It's, it's awful. It's awful. Dane is just awful. He's giving straight kale vibes. He's straight kale vibes. It is what it is. It is what it is. I don't know. I feel like Dana's worse than Kale. Kale, oh, a thousand I mean, percent. A thousand percent. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. But it's it's still the same, like, like early Kale, not... Yeah, I'm trying to help you. Okay, not like character arc Kale. No, okay. no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. this is, yeah, this is, I'm trying to help you. Don't you see? No, I don't want to watch you become a killer. You're better than this. It's very kale. It's very kale. Like she's an assassin kale. What what are you okay? Never mind. We're not there. We are here. We are here with the book of Brennan, which Mira gave to Violet uh, after Mira said that she didn't see her name on the death row calls in the morning. I, I like this. This is nice. This is fun. It, it's like a little bit of humor, a little bit of, you know tips and tricks. This is how Violet figures out uh, who she will be uh, challenging every month or every week so that she's able to poison the shit out of them. You know, we love that. We love that. Very fun. Very fun. Um, Here is uh, Violet out after curfew collecting all of her poisons. How do we feel about this? We love it because she comes across um, 
Zayden and some other people from her wing. And at this point, we also know um, a new decree has been made on the War College that uh, groups of three or more or no more than three can gather at a time. So now not only are they past curfew, she comes across Zayden and some friends, which is a larger group, a uh, group more of three. And they are basically just having tutoring. Essentially, they're just getting tutored. They have some questions. And Zayden even says, he goes, you learn what they teach you. Keep what you know, like what they're learning here, but recite whatever they teach to you. So basically, I mean, that's that's a good rule of thumb with professors in general. I feel like if you pick on that early, you just kind of cater and lean towards the professor. Um, because at the end of the day, like, again, this school, everything's in theory. This isn't everything's fun, you know. You need to know what you need to know to pass the exam and get the grade and move on to the next class. Um, and and Violet realizes that. She's kind of lurking, too. And Zayden's like, I caught you. Um, but they have a cute little banter. And I, I think it's you, you get to see a little bit of Zayden's lighter side um, because it's not just like, oh, he's looking at me. He hates me because our families hate each other kind of uh, behind the scenes moment. Yeah, it's like your dad killed my brother and your mom killed my dad. I'm going to kill you. But so many parts are tingling for you. <laughs> um, it's 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 sweet. Oh, it's this is sweet. where she learns about her his oh his shadows. He's a shadow wielder, and things are like curling around in the dark of night. And he knows everything. They can see and hear. They're very sentient <laughs> shadows. Yeah. Wow, can they talk? Um, we we learn. We learn. We learn that. Uh, she, Violet, is not going to tell about this. This is their secret that they have to keep. Uh, she's going to, like, owe him a favor. Uh, and she says, like, she won't tell. He's like, I know. He's like, you're a violent little thing. Throwing the daggers. Like, all of that. And then sheathing the dagger for her. Okay, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, oh, woo, woo, woo. Okay, okay. Fun <laughs> stuff. Fun stuff. Uh, I have quick dragon facts because we're in dragon school. All right. Oh, Quickly. Yay. Quickly. Um. There are like 101 dragons total that are willing to bond. Uh, there are three red scorpion tails. Uh, this is all because presentation is in two months. There's a navy blue dagger tail and no one knows why drag dragons pick their riders. Uh, there is an unbonded black dragon. Uh, there's only one besides uh, General, what's his name? Mel, 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 Mel Mel Melgren. I was like, Meliorn. Meliorn. It's not Meliorn. That's Shadowhunters. That's Melgren. Um, and it, his name is Coda. And there are fewer and fewer dr dragons that are willing to bond for reasons unknown, as we said. And they said that there are, there is no telling what signet the rider will manifest, but that the signet reflects the rider. And then they're talking about Tern, who is the large black unbonded dragon, who they say is not up for grabs this year, they're saying that his um, last rider who died, his signet power was siphoning, and he tried to bring back Violet's brother from the dead, and 
the professor is saying that there is no signet that grants resurrection because that would make you a god, which was just like a very like, just throwing that in there. Just throwing it in there. Okay, moving on. Fun. And okay. We, and we also know that, I mean, dragons are the ones who say like, okay, this is, I'm willing to bond for X, Y, and Z when, because they're, they, you know, with any type of bond the dragon has with the rider, it's very strong. And every bond that they have with the rider fought like every rider that they're bonded to next is stronger than the previous rider. So just their bonds keep getting stronger and stronger, keeps getting closer and closer. And that means they're like, the magic is that much more powerful each person that they're with. Each person that they're with. Violet is with Zayden on the sparring mat. Uh, a few weeks later, four weeks to go until, uh, until what, the gauntlet? Probably that's what it is. And um, this is where he's like going for blood violence. This is where we get violence. How do we feel about violence? I mean, it's a gimme, but it's cute for them. It's cute for them. It works for them. Uh, enemies to lovers, I, I don't necessarily buy considering it, he essentially says it was love at first sight for him. And especially says that like, I, you know, we were going to be together for, you know, long before all of that stuff. Um, we'll get into what, what that is. <laughs> we'll get into what that is. Um, two weeks later, this is the gauntlet. This is the gauntlet. This is presentation day. Uh, there is more than one right way to beat the American Ninja Warrior wipe out uh, scene. Uh, do you think this, do you think this was cheating? Did Violet cheat here? No, because it was on her person. Yeah, it was on her person. She recites think, the fucking rules. Like, get off she, her dick. Yeah, it, it's almost like, uh, it's not my, my problem that you didn't think outside the box. Like, you know, Will Smith and Men in Black, wherever, where he's the only person who's like thinking outside the box to like pull the table to him to use that as a flat surface. Like, I like, like, that's basically what she's doing. Yeah, it is what she's doing. And it, it is so nice how everyone gets so fucking mad about it. And I do like how, like, the right way isn't the only way. That's just, like, something that is very important and that more people should think about when you think about, uh, you know, outside-of-the-box type shit. Um, uh, the, 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 where am I, where am I? So, people die. People die here on the gauntlet. Um, but Violet doesn't. She makes it up. She pleads her case. She wins. She gets to the flight field and it is a single file meeting all of the dragons. Uh, this would be scary. Yeah. Well, and I think they even say they forget how insignificant they are when you're up against the dragons. It's also the part where they're like, oh, we didn't get bonded. And everybody else was like, well, yeah, you went as a group. How are they going to... There's too much going on. And that anti... Like, that social anxiety definitely would kick in. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people. I need to take a step back. Yeah, for real. And Violet, of course, is nervous. So we get more plot and world building, which is very fun. We get, uh, you know, Wyvern. Didn't you ever get folklore to that bitchy girl? Um, you know, didn't your mom ever tell you stories about Wyvern? Uh, two feet. They eat people. Uh, you know, they are ridden by Venon, who are um, people that channel directly from the earth who have gone bad. And they have channeled directly, directly. And it's not good. It's not good. So thank you. Thank you, Violet, for this. Uh, we have two, right, two dead candidates here. 
Um, and we see Andarna. We don't know her name, but she's there. Our feather tail. She's so sweet. This tiny little gold dragon. So sweet. Like, just, I think it's cute. I think of the little, uh, who's, you know, the, 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 how to train your dragon. I think of like that, but in gold. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Especially the way that there's, she sits and like her head angles. And that she has paws and not claws. Just the sweetest thing in the whole world. Oh my God. Uh, but again, again, it's the kind of one-sidedness of some of this, these bullies, they're just like, ah, oh, she's yellow. Kill her. Oh, it was just discreet. She's a baby. She's yellow. She's, that means she's weak. That, that means that you should pair with her violet. Like everything was just so cruel and nasty and you just wanted to punt. Like no wonder everybody was like, why have you not killed them yet, violet? Yeah. Zayden even says, he goes, maybe he'd stop picking on you if you just fucking like pulled that jagger shit that you do on me, do on them. They maybe, you know, put a bully in their place. And Dane's always like, why would you get them riled up? You're going to make yourself more of a target. And she's like, you know, Zayden told me this other thing. And she, but again, she doesn't say that out loud because she knows that'll set Dane off. And I feel like that alone is a red flag that she's already like, not saying stuff to her male best friend because she's like, in survival mode. And I think that's sub, like subconsciously, she doesn't even realize that she's actively trying, like having self-preservation around him. A thousand percent, a thousand percent, which just makes it all so very icky. Uh, would you survive threshing on October 1st? The choosing of the dragons? Yeah, I think we'd both, I think we both survive. You think so? You think so? Yeah. You don't think you'd be thrown from that fucking saddle <sighs> during maneuvers? I think I would. Well, now when I think of bull riding, <laughs> maybe not. I just want to have a dra- pet dragon so bad, <laughs> even though I know I'd be a scribe. I just really want a pet dragon. Oh, I, think I, would... all, I think who doesn't? Okay. In fairness, who doesn't want a pet dragon? Exactly. Who doesn't want a and pet that, dragon? I won't say pet. A bonded dragon. Like, that's even better. Oh my gosh. So threshing, threshing. Everybody goes to the valley. Uh, our bullies, Orin, Jack, and, um, what's it? Tiernan are going after the feather tail for reasons of weakness. And, uh, Violet's like, Hey, fuck you. You can't do that. And she steps in. She defends the feather tail. Zayden is also there with his dragon, Sigail, who witnesses the whole thing. Zayden, a third year who is monitoring the whole thing is not supposed to interfere, takes a step. He breaks the rules. He takes a step. He takes a step, but he stops. And then even when somebody had something over Violet's shoulder, he said, Violet. And they were like, you can't interfere. And he goes, I'm not interfering. I'm narrating. Like, it's all about the loopholes. It's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And uh, who do we have here? Who who ends up being our bonded dragons? The black dragon, Taryn, um, and we eventually have Andarna. They both bond to Violet. And we also find out that Taryn's mated, his his mate, his bonded mate, is another dragon, Sigail, who happens to be bonded to Zayden. And what we know about mated uh, bonded dragons is they can't go more than like three days 
without each other. So this ultimately means, and like once you're bonded, you're, you're bonded for life. Um, so this ultimately means that Zayden and, uh, Violet are going to be spending the rest of their lives together in some capacity because their, their dragons are bonded. Yep. And Taryn is like a huge dragon. He's a legend. He is the one that Jack really wanted. And Taryn is sassy and he's sarcastic. He like raises dragon eyebrows. He has, you know, a nice attitude. He's like, uh, and Violet is like, why did you choose me? Why did you choose me? Like, you know, everybody says I'm so weak. I'm so small. He's like, I know who and what you are, Violet Sorengale. And, you know, uh, the what? Nobody's talking about the what? Why isn't nobody talking about I the know. what in this book? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The what? And uh, like, not all strength is physical. I saw mm-hmm. you stand up. Like, he, like, he's, he's there and he, I, I love their relationship. They have a really beautiful relationship. It's very fun. A disgusting relationship is after this whole presentation with the, 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 the like, cause her mom is there and it's the field, right? And like everything. Um, I I just I cannot process this Dane kiss. Yeah, that's well. What neither can me. she, because she was like, "This is everything I thought I wanted, and I don't even want it." Yeah, and 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 I'm I'm my note here is he kisses her with <gasps> two hands on her face. He's tr- oh my gosh again, it's all there because we are led to believe it has to be this one way for him to, um retrieve all her memories and what just happened and it's also interesting now that we have read the full book and we're discussing it that in that moment he's seeing he's even asking her tell me what happened like from the beginning about how she was like well this is kind of what happened and what came to be this is how i bonded with taryn and it was it almost could be perceived because we don't know at this point when the temple extended to touching you at all or any part of your face um could have been a test to be like, is she going to tell me what I already know? Oh, it's disgusting. I, I hate do- Dane. I hate Ugh. him so much. I love, I love that Violet's like, well, there's no spark here. Well, shit. Well, I lost respect for him. Well, this is awful. And again, I think it goes back to what you're saying about like her being in survival mode with him and like not really um, like knowing what is going on and and how to keep him calm maybe to like not make a scene is that kind of where we're at with him yeah i feel like she's just on eggshells around him like that's like one of those things with like cptsd is just always being on edge because you're unsure of how somebody's going to react So, so she's just constantly in a let's stay calm let's let's not rock any boats and i mean even later in the book zayden even is even like how about now? What if I gave you a kiss right now when he's right here? And she's like, don't do that. Like, and it had nothing to do with everybody's going to know. It was all contingent on how Dane was going to react. Uh, it's it's just it's just gross. It's just gross. Uh, dragons. Dragons have their own like government, the Imperium. It's very fun. And they decide that Violet can keep two dragons. And it doesn't matter what humans say about that. And I love that. Well, and I love where Taryn steps in. He was like, uh, yeah, you don't have a, stay, a set. You as in humans don't have a say because these are dragon matters. 
none of nothing of what you say matters. Ultimately, it's it's just again, humans are so insignificant when you think of the bigger picture and think of the creatures. And I mean, even on a scale of like as recent as the things going on in the ocean, we are nobody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, we are absolutely. no our place. Taryn. Taryn now. Taryn is in our life. Taryn is now connected to Violet. They are mentally linked. She's linked with Andrana as well. They can talk to each other all the time. Taryn says that, and I, I'm bringing this up, Taryn says you can trust Imogen because this is when um, like the rebellion kids really start to take in image, or start to take in Violet, start to train her, start to bodyguard her, start to be around her uh, because of Zayden's like bond with her now he has to keep her alive because of Sigale, because of Taryn, all of this all of this um you know a dragon without his rider that whole thing that whole thing it's very important um but Taryn says trust imogen and it's important to know that Taryn and andarna know about zayden's like secret life the entire time the whole time. So Taryn is saying like, no, 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 you can trust Imogen. He's like, he's influencing her small in small ways now about um, the true, I would say, nature of things. Don't you think? Yeah, I think because I mean, obviously, he, I think he has his finger, you know, he has his hands tied sort of way because he's like part of this bonding, though, with his rider is a trust process from both sides they, he can't just be like, and they even say that, that you're still in the early stages of your bonding. If you fall, your, your dragon can choose not to, not to save you. So every little thing and, you know, like anything, trust works both ways, but she's just questioning everything, which I do like that about Violet. Though she's like, are you sure? Like, I don't know this person. She hated me two days ago. She broke my arm three months ago. What a what a fine everybody's singing a different tune now that you and I are a bonded pair. There are lots of different tunes being sung, especially in the scribe uh quadrant in the library, because when Violet and Liam are as- um assigned to library duty, uh Violet's like, Hey, you got them you got the folklore, you got them legends for me? Uh uh, my friend, my sign language friend. I like the sign language here. That's a very like nice signing. inclusion. Very fun. Um, you don't see that a lot. It was just very nice no. to see here. Um, it's like, hey, where's this failed folklore? And Justinian's like, oh, we don't have that shit. I've never heard of it. What the fuck are you on about? And this is where it's like, oh, okay. All right. Well, the whole reason she didn't, she just, she just wanted this book that reminded her of her dad and... She, this is already like, you know, it's in the back of her head because she goes, that, that's weird. Every single book that is ever made is, has a copy. And if it's not the original, it's the copy that resides here at the Bizgaeth archives. And I feel like that's already like, huh. And then in my head, I was like, it's a family thing. It's the history. Cause we've already ta- talked about all the history, like the historical, uh, bookkeepings of how things are allocated. I was like, this is a family thing. That was already, I was excited. I was like, this is going to be this all every, I will say everything in this book. And Laura, you could probably agree with me if it felt like, huh, it was going to lead to something like, that's interesting. Like how that was worded allegedly 
According yeah. to, I was like, okay, we know what yeah. that is. You can follow all those little like pathways. Yeah, it is. It is very much like that. Uh, skipping around just a little bit. Uh, Dane is very terrified that Violet will die. It's like, you know, you have six months to manifest your uh, relic, you know, all the signet powers, all that stuff. Uh, he says, like, don't make me watch you die. Like, I'm terrified for you. And Violet's basically like, you have no faith in me. Fuck you. You don't believe in me. Like, drop dead. Like, whatever. And it's right after this that she sees uh, a professor fucking murder um, someone who manifested their signet abilities because mind reading is illegal in this world. Yo, so. It's illegal because... It, man, he was like the person who not only can he read minds, but whatever thoughts are out there, it manifests. That's yeah. why it's the manifestation of the mind reading that's illegal. Yeah, which is very interesting because Dane is on the cusp. He's on the cusp, but he doesn't have it. He, you know, his is more useful to the government. Uh, which is this, yeah. so funny that his mind is being read of, is Violet going to be upset at me forever? <laughs> it's like, yeah. what a little bitch boy. Well, bitch boy, shut the fuck up. Uh, wake the fuck up is what Taryn says to Violet when she's attacked in her sleep because she was betrayed by Amber. Uh, hate the female betrayal. Hate that Dane doesn't believe her. Love that Dayton comes in. Love that Taryn was connected and like woke her up. Uh, you know, who did this to you? Fucking mists those cadets, like just ends them. Uh, that's pretty hot. It's pretty and hot. Doesn't question her. She and she recognizes that right away too. She goes, Dana's constantly questioning me, doesn't believe me. And Zayden uh, uh, didn't even quite he goes, Who who like you said, who did this to you? And she was like, Well, here are the people who did it to me because she walked in. But he was like, But how did they that what doesn't what's not tracking is how did they get in what about all the wards and she shows him that amber is the one that let him in or doesn't even show him tells him he didn't even question it and then dane is trying to force this memory of her the reason that we that she's also saved is because in this moment we find out adarna her little golden dragon that she's bonded to is like the type of dragon that she is Nobody really knows their powers when they're this young as like feather tails and she could currently stop time. And the only reason she literally was saved because time stopped and she's able to get out of the situation. And how did you feel about the public call out that Dane and Zayden and Amber and everybody has? I think it's very poetic because in the very beginning of the book, chapter one, Amber says, like, we don't wait for trials around here. We just execute. She's like, OK, Amber. <laughs> OK. Well, and she's saying such a it was like, I didn't do it. How dare you? And then here when all the facts came out, she's like, well, like survival of the fittest, y'all. Like she's the weakest link. And it's like, okay. And then it's so funny that everybody's like, you know, who, who's, cause Oren dies too, cause he was one of the people who tried to kill Violet in this moment. Let me explain. Everybody wants to explain. Nobody's gonna, no, it's not gonna make a difference. Yep. And it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. And Taryn ends up sharing the memory. This is after Dane tried to grab violet and like take it like this is where she was like entitled to the memory which is so gross which means he's been doing it this whole time and, and just like didn't catch himself because he was like emotional it's just disgusting it's disgusting he's disgusting 
Well, and that's what's so nice about because he would just see the whole thing, including the time stopping, which she asked Taryn to say, like, can you project my memories? But only the select part, because we know what we're trying to protect of Andarna. And he's also she's like, Zayden is protecting me. I also like how she's like, look, Zayden is protecting me. He's standing up there. He's fighting for my honor. That is your wife's rider. Happy wife, happy life. Like, please do this for, like, all five of us. We have some world building, of course. A little bit more world building. Talking to Liam. Um, We have more mountain villages being attacked at high altitudes. They're being ransacked. They are looking for stuff. This is what the uh, missive, Jess, that you alluded to earlier that they did not discuss in class. And they are discussing in class the Draylor Cliffs. That's the cliffs that I was thinking of earlier. Talking about six centuries ago, griffins and dragons work together and they can talk to each other. There's the invention of the crossbolt. Um the army of the barons, all of that, all of that nice world building. And we also have Dane yelling at Violet. And um, this is where Zayden is telling her to like, always wear your armor, never take off your armor. And then this is where Taryn is like, you kept your temper when everyone was like yelling at you. Like, we think you're ready now to channel power. And uh, I love that for Violet. Very much. Their relationship that Violet and Taryn have. I just want to be bonded to a dragon so bad. So bad. So badly. <laughs> except, 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 like, immediately after this, when the dragons are so fucking horny for each other, that <laughs> Violet, like, cannot control herself. She's, like, drawn out to the courtyard. She's ready to fuck Liam, which, like, get on it. Fuck Liam. He's hot. He's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And nice. And he's such like a nice golden retriever boy. Yeah. But she goes out to Zayden, who's like smoking weed by a tree. He's like, you want some? It helps. Like, it's they're horny as fuck. Everything. It's all it's all it's like this all the time. Like, we all have to get used to this or else you're going to end up fucking strangers. You need to control this. And this is the instance where he teaches her how to ground. Yeah, I was like, they were meditating. Yeah, they were, they were absolutely definitely meditating here, um, teaching her how to shield. They kiss here. Um, you know, and there's he, a thunderstorm. Yeah, there's a thunderstorm and they kiss here. And, um, he's like, you know, you can't possibly like consent to this. There's like too much going on. Um, you know, this isn't what you want. I'm not what you want. You need to go. Like this can get all very complicated. But us knowing Violet's internal dialogue we know that she has been this hot for zayden not because of the dragons yeah no absolutely and because zayden's really hot but uh this kiss sits with her uh for one month because we are now in january slash february and um this is where and he hasn't really talked spoken to her yet no he hasn't he's avoided her yeah and then they finally talk and she's like oh now you choose now really yeah it's like really okay okay um but this is where jack and violet finally have their challenge this is where violet uh takes the oranges and shoves the orange you know vial into his face and you know he's in medical violet also wakes up in medical and this is where zayden takes over her training so they have several very hot and heavy training sessions after this which is all 
very fun because we get him giving her these daggers that he had like personally made for her from this like guy that he knows 12 of them and uh this is where we have our first i think vocal declaration of zayden being not only unnaturally fast but unnaturally strong as well during these sparring matches i pick up on that i just you know what sometimes when i read and they're always like, oh, he's so fast. He's so much stronger than the I, I, in my head, you're just reading it as, well, yeah, because that's the mailman character. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, moving on, because we have, we have times here. We have March. There's 12 people left in the squad. This is like three months left. There's no signet that Violet has manifested. This is when Violet and Zayden run into her mom. And Dane's dad, this is where Zayden is like, I didn't think it was like that between y'all. Damn. Yeah, he thought they, he didn't realize how toxic their relationship. And she's like, yeah, I don't take it personal. Yeah, it's like, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, Later on, we have uh, Montserrat, right? Uh, We have the... um, the, basically, like, steal the thing that would be invaluable to the enemies, present it to the class, and if you win, you get to go to the front lines. Uh, okay, but it is a war college, so that would be first prize. Like, of yeah, course it would. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up, because I was like, um, I don't exactly think I want to be on the front lines. Like, I was the kid in kickball and dodgeball, or yeah, kickball. I'm I'm an out left field. I'm an outfield. Don't even get the ball to me because I am not going to be that star pupil. Yeah, like good, good lord. But you know, it's it's fun. It's fun, and they they do it. Uh, so what what is it? What is it? This is war games, sort of, and surprising no one. Violet's squad wins and they go to the front lines where there is Mira. Her sister. And she gets to see. And this is the first time because you're not supposed to see, like, have a, like, quick family reunion or anything until after the first year. And um, it's known that, like, scribes get the summer off. But the riders only get, like, a couple days after graduation until they have to, like, go back at it and train. Um, So she gets to see her sister a bit earlier. And uh, her sister gives her back the fable book, which is, like, very fun. And her sister also catches Rhiannon and Violet as they sneak out to go see Rhiannon's sister, who had a baby. And they get to hang out there a little bit. I like Mira. I like her a lot. She's, like, a lot of no-nonsense. She's very indoctrinated into the military, but that is the culture. It is what it is. Um, I, I I do I do like that a little bit. Um and I like that Mira confronts Dane about being an asshole. I like that a lot. When Mira was like, all right, okay, we're having class. We're talking about it in class. All right, Atos and sister come out here. What the fuck? What the fuck? If I can tell that there's something going on after four fucking days, your squad knows what's going on. What is this? You're being an asshole. And if I knew you were going to be like that, I would not have told my sister for you to be the first person that she that she finds after crossing the parapet. 
Yeah. And the question is like, oh, well, I'm just trying to keep you safe. But like, is Zayden the one that's like keeping you from your potential? Or like, is Dane keeping you from your, like, what, what is going on? It's, it's a whole fucking thing. It's a whole thing. Um, but there is an attack there. Um, 12 griffins are there and Mira leaves and Violet is like dragged out of there and cannot stand the guilt of not knowing if Mira was alive or not after um, they had to leave there. Very, very upsetting. I, like, good Lord. Um, but it is in May that we have our war games of essentially the Triwizard Tournament of um, eggs and flags, right? It's exactly how I imagined it. Yeah, it was exactly how I imagined it. Um, so this is, so the war games, the war games. Um, at this point in the book, like we're like midway, everyone's keeping secrets. This is where Taryn has his saddle that was made. Like Zayden is very much acts of service for his love language. Obviously he's rebuilding his like homeland, but he had the, the uh, daggers made. He had the saddle made for a violet. And all of this is very nice because even though Violet uh, is doing better, she cannot keep her seat without Tarn banding her in with magic. And that is detrimental to the entire squad because it takes longer for Tarn to like pick her up and put her back in than if they were just like going. Well, yeah, because he's part of it. It's like he doesn't have his full magic, even from like a speed perspective, because they were doing she he goes, oh, I'm. What's one of the things he's like, I made a mockery of my family name. We came in last. Like that was one of the lines because he, that everything is tied in with, with the magician, with magicians, with the magic of it all. Absolutely. And the magic of it all. Uh, this is where we have, um, you know, Jack going after Liam, you know, the whole thing that the, the, the got to get him, the time stopping, all of it. This is where we have Taryn, lightning wielder. So good. He knew it. He knew it. Everybody knew it. But I love that like, it took, it, and I feel like that happens a lot with our FMCs is that it's like, you know, make fun of me all you want, but don't fuck with my friends. And they fucked with her friends and they found out. And he, she killed him. She will. She was like, I don't know how else we can do this. And she's like, he, they keep coming at me. He keeps coming at me. If if something's not done to him, he's killing me and my friends. Save Liam. Kill him. And she ripped the lightning out of the sky. And Taryn's like, I'm just so proud. Yep. And, you know, you are the best weapon for the kingdom. And, you know, Dane and everyone's like, oh, my God. Dane's like, you know, you're coddling her. You want her to be like you. Shut up. Every time words came out of Dane's mouth, I just wanted to I just scream. I was like, shut up. Nobody likes you. Get like and even and even Violet gets to a point where she's thinking of that because the professors are like, oh, wow, Dean, that is such a good answer. You know what? That's an answer of a wing leader. She's like, oh, fucking God. Just another thing he needs for his goddamn ego. Yep. And Zayden's like, get away from her with that bullshit. Like, she killed somebody that was coming after her. She did the right thing. Shut the fuck up. Get out of here. And she's like, no, but like, signets reflect like who you are. I've always been a weapon. This has been inside of me the whole time. So this is stuff that uh, Violet really has to kind of like sit with and also her guilt over killing um, Jack. But 
It is after this where we have our very, I just want to feel, I just want to be distracted, sexual, lose control, (laughs) powers, flash, furniture, ruined, curtains on fire. Everybody just wants, this isn't anything serious. But you know what? At the same time, as much as I want to be like, oh my God, they're not talking about it. They do talk about it because eventually, you know, yeah, they hook up. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's like huge buildup or whatever. But then she goes, you know what? Oh, he goes, you can't fall in love with me. And she's like, she eventually comes around to be like, you know what? You can't tell me what I can and cannot do. You cannot take my choice away. If I want to do this, let the, you know, the breaking of my heart be my own choice. Don't take that away from me. For real. And you're right. They do talk about this, too, because they talk about a lot. They talk about the 107 scars on Zayden's back, which is the rebellion kids that he took personal loyalty for. Um, You know, if any of those kids betray, then Zayden will die. And they are soft, like only within these walls. Right. That's the quote. Don't fall for me. Um, There's nowhere in existence that you would go that I wouldn't find you. The first time you kissed me, there was lightning. And now that they can like. Like have Damati, I say Damati because that's the easiest thing. Um, but like they can talk to each other, like they can mind chat. They're like, tra- you know, because one of you know one of the professors is like, oh, you are a lightning wielder. We got to practice because like you now we know that you have the signet power. We need to be accurate. You can't just have lightning shooting around. And they're trying to train, and they were like, well, how was the last time that you channeled these? And it's been consistent with her emotional, physical interactions with Zayden. And so they're mind talking, and Zayden's like sharing images of like what's going through his mind, and tearing teasing her to be like, hey, you want me to get Zayden to come out here and help you remind you? I just like them so much. She's like, shut up. Everybody just shut up. It's like, shut up. Shut up. Uh, (laughs) The professor that Violet is training with, Jess, you are absolutely right in bringing this up, says in a very throwaway line, again, it's very like throwaway, but it's not throwaway. It's like you and Zayden would become an enemy to the state if you ever united uh, because, you know, you're like the two most powerful writers in like a fucking billion years. So like, you know. And then yeah, he's and like, at this point, aim. Like, <laughs> like, oh, this, and it, it feels very like we can't tell people because that's also part of the conversation that they had um, is like people can't know that we're together because I, and it had nothing to do with him because he's like, I graduated in 10 days. I don't give a fuck. And she's like, I don't give a fuck either. Like people made fun of me my entire life. He goes, but he refused to let people think that she slept her way to whatever ranks that she gets to. And that's what was his biggest concern was. So like, it really was, we can't let anybody know, not for any, not because like, I'm ashamed of you kind of thing either. Uh, July 1st, reunification day, the treaty of Eurasia, awkward stuff, awkward party, awkward party. Uh, Because it is, of course, the rebellion kids. That's like the anniversary of their parents being executed. But for the rest of the kingdom, it's the day that everything came back together. Uh, You know, well, damn, it's all it's all very it's all very the king is there. Um, It's 10 days till graduation. Um, You know, there's fireworks at nine o'clock. Um, King Tarly, another little throwaway line. Where's that Zayden fucking kid? I need to put my eyes on him. Walks away. Never uh, said again. Uh, Dane is here again. He's touching cheeks again, wanting to know information. Um, But again, also, we have a conversation before the party of 
Zayden and Violet being like, I am going to fall for you if we keep fucking. So we're not going to do this. Like, I deserve more than a relationship on your terms. Like, I, I like this communication. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Like, I, I'm not going to do this. Like, we're not going to do this. Like, unless you like, grow up and admit that you're falling for me the way that I'm falling for you, then we're not fucking doing this and we're both taking a step back. So I like that. I like that. And then it's like right after that, she goes to him on the parapet. And of course, she's in her corset with the like flowing skirt and like the, it's all very, it's all very, it's all very. Um, we got reminiscent a little bit of Diana Ortega's uh, puppet show that she does in her books. We got a little bit of more world building uh, info dumping here about the brothers. I found it very interesting. Yeah, the one brother like pairs with the griffin. The other brother pairs with a um, with a dragon, and the third brother doesn't get paired with anything. So he basically is just like, "I'm out of the world. Why not me?" And kind of his powers come from anger Mm -hmm. yep and there's a great evil there's venom who have the the wyvern and um you know the grounding of the power is the madness just as you said and then we have the hidden note in the fables from her dad i love this the hidden note it takes one desperate generation to change history and another to erase history we love it well, we knew exactly. I mean, like, again, another thing right there in front of us. You knew, you know, who was the generation that obviously, like, Zayden's dad is part of the generation that wanted to make the change. And it's the current King Turi and all are the ones who are like, we're going to erase it. And we know this because, again, go back some chapters and... Some of the books aren't there in the library and the news and like the current events news cycles aren't being shared and things are being redacted. And again, these are things that we know and are all adding up. And you can like put our, put our thinking caps on like you you see that shift that everything isn't what what you think it to be. Jess, you and I put our thinking caps on before we started recording this, and we were thinking that the sex that happens after this parapet situation is a faded mate's uh, frenzy. Oh, absolutely, because they just can't get enough of each other. They're like, I could keep going. We already went five times. I could go for like three, just getting five more. Like they can just keep going. Like good for them. Exhausted, but good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Exhausted, but good for them. This is also, Violet says, like, I love you. And, you know, I'm ready to risk my heart. Like, and Zayden's like, I, you know, I was going to die after I saw Hos kiss you after threshing. Um, you know, I, you have, Violet, you have everything that I have to give. Okay. Okay. Zayden, phrase it a little less sus. Um, but fine. Um, you know, it's like, I love you. I love you. Uh, my note here is, um, double come. Good for them. Uh, good for them. <laughs> and it's, it's after this frenzy where they're called, they're called to battle. Like, war. We're going in to the war. middle of it, in the middle of it. They're on like round five, ready to go for more. And they're like knocking and he's like, get the fuck away. Right. And then Garrick's like, no. 
And he's like, ugh, life. And he's like, what the fuck do you want? And he goes, get your pants on. We're going to war. And I know your girlfriend's in there. Bring her too. <laughs> yeah, like, she okay. throws on his jacket. And he's like, you know, wanting you will be the death of me. Rah, 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 rah. Um, but the full, the full formation, it's like full formation. Everybody's out there. Everybody's in different states of dress. Uh, Dane's dad is out there. These are war games. This is the backslide of the book. So the war games are... Uh, Dane is going to El Tuvo. Uh, the, the wing leaders get like assignments. They get outposts, their squads, their sections, all that stuff. They go there. Um, there's a bunch of switching around. Dane gets Violet and all of the rebellion kids and no one notices because it's a lot of very quick movements. Um, so they are going to Athbeam, uh, which is where Zayden was when Violet caught him. The first time when he was like, this is our secret. Afim is also the border town between Navarre and the colony that starts with a T that rebelled. And it's the, the town of the treaty where they have to uh, trade goods four times a year. Um, so there, it's like a big trading post. So that outpost should always be manned. Yes. Yes. And Dane is like, you cannot go with him um, because you're going to go beyond the wards and Zayden, you are just using Violet for revenge on her mother. And this is where we have the line that Dane says to Violet. I'll miss you, Violet. Hey, everything's already in motion. This is yeah. just kind of like uh, he's sending them off to die. He as in Dane. Like, he already knows. He's been reporting back. Everything's been set up. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't. He doesn't care at all. He's like, I, I will miss you. He's touching, you know, all of that. He's known about this the whole time. It's his fucking dad. Like, and he's and Dane's in military intelligence. So he's been in on it. And so he's he he his refusal to break any sort of rule um, to to help Violet um, beyond getting her out of the writer's quadrant is now um essentially to him like sealing her fate like he believes he will never see her again um so that's fucked it's also i mean granted we know this we know as we get towards the end of this episode there's a lot of war there's a lot of battle people are dying um but it's just another instance where dane is showing that he doesn't believe that she can survive this because he's once again doubting her Yep, he's once again doubting her, which is which is important because we have Zayden saying, like, I'm going to keep you. You're mine. You've been mine longer um, than you even remember, than you even know. Okay, faded mate stuff, Zayden. Speak. And even stuff that she says to, like, when um, – of, of this night, right, that Bodhi and Garrick, they're like, he's our cousin. He's our best friend. Like, he doesn't even want to see us. Like, what do you think you're – like, what – and she's like, I'm – she's like, well, I'm his – and she didn't know how to answer. She's like, I'm his. Like, that's all. Like, it's all there. It's all sweet. I love them together. It works. It works. It works. How did you feel then about this, like, quote, quote, betrayal about Zayden working with the Griffin writers this whole time? It never. Ugh, it just felt like, like how Taryn and like Taryn said, it's like, we didn't lie, but we lied by omission. So it's like. There's also the trust factor, too. But then Taryn's like, I also kind of said, you need to tell her. You need to tell her. You're This is going to shoot you in the foot. you got to tell her. This isn't boding well for anybody. 
Yeah, and of course he didn't. So this is like betrayal right in front of her. Everyone knows. Um, Violet's like, Taryn, everyone hears rebellion except for me. And this is where kind of everything gets laid out for Violet. She's like, they're like, hey, look, like the venom are real. The wyvern are real. It's all real. Shit is happening. Yeah, and you know, it's also like, and I can't remember which character said this, but they had said, you know, Violet's the type of person that if you were upfront about this with her, she probably she wouldn't even have been bat- mad. She would have helped and been on your side. And that's why it was so when Zayden makes the comment about her uh, Violet's relationship with her mother, where he was like, I didn't even realize it was like that between y'all. That could have been that that was the point where he's like, oh, maybe maybe she will be on her side. Yeah. And I don't know. We'll, we'll get, cause yeah, the end. We'll, we'll get, we'll get to the end. Uh, the point here though is the outpost is empty. There's an envelope there from Dane's dad telling, uh, Zayden that they knew what was going on this whole time. And you have to survive the situation if you can. You can abandon the village and go to Altuvo and go to your outpost, or you can abandon your wing and die and save the village. It's really up to you and your guilt. There are four Venon that are on their way to attack this fucking village slash outpost. Um, the Venon then channel their magic into the Wyvern, and they have two legs and blue fire, and they fly. Again, looking for something... Um, Yes. I think it's easy to forget how terrifying wyvern are because, you know, we have Abraxos and we have these wyverns that we've loved so much in other fantasy books. But then when you remember, they are battle creatures. Like, they are meant, like, they, like, even the dragons are like, it's a battle dragon. It's a battle wyvern. Like, they have one MO. And um, these ones don't seem humane in any capacity the way dragons and griffins are absolutely they do not seem to have a mind of their own uh important to note here that general melgren his signet power is seeing the outcome of battles but he cannot see rebellion kids if they're in groups of three that's why that decree was there um and this is again another little thing where zayden's like i will tell you all my secrets after but we need to fight now i will tell you all my secrets after but we need to fight now okay good um griffins and dragons can talk to each other very fun um there's a horde essentially coming and violet is wielding lightning everybody is flying uh the Venon are pulling up magic from the ground, creating like a ring of desiccation around them. And if you fly into that, you will also be desiccated. Um, that is how some dragons and riders die. Um, the, the crux of this essentially is that Violet holds her own in battle until she is stabbed with a poisoned blade, right? And the the venom that stabs her is like, you know, no wonder we were called here. Uh, I should take you to my sage. You could command the skies if you wanted to. You probably have no idea what to do with all of this power. Interesting. Um, the the little like folklore kind of like section that we get here is uh, the third brother who commanded the sky vanquished his siblings at a great and powerful price. So, you know, quote, 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 uh, we don't know what that is. Um, Andarna is there, her power. 
is being used, like everything is being fallen, everything is getting caught. Um, how how did we how did we feel about about this? This. <laughs> how did we feel about this? Um, because we have chapter thirty nine. We've got um, Zayden's dad being given a voice finally, saying like, "You are all." cowards and of course we have zayden grandson all all of that stuff um and we have zayden in his own pov in his own voice (sighs) well first off let me just say when i saw on audible that teddy hamilton was the voice of zayden i don't know uh if anybody's familiar with i've only known teddy hamilton as like a romance like for romance books. So when I saw him, I was like, okay, Teddy, get like, get you some. Um, so I was already really excited. He's just like a really good narrator. Um, but I love, I mean, I think one of the things, and I saw this on social at some point, one of the things that we love men written by women, there is this theory is that we're seeing a male's internal thoughts. You know, and just the idea of like, oh, I wonder, you know, if that's how somebody would view you and like in those in those moments. Um, But having Zayden's dad, that excerpt that was redacted, because it's also noted at the beginning of the chapter that it is redacted. You already know, or I assume that's as a reader that everybody's seeing that. Okay, you know, he is on the right. Like. Zayden and his family and everybody from this initial revolution, they were on the right side of history. They're trying, you know, that's what we're getting. And you're seeing that, like, Zayden's like, I should have told her how much I loved her. Um, this, that, the other thing. Uh, I need to tell her everything. I'm going to fight for her. But also recognizing that's not fair of me to assume that I'm going, she's going to want to be with me. Again, I broke her trust, um, but I'll do everything in my power to, to get it back. And we also have her waking up, finding out that they're in the hospital. But she knows she's then, you know, she knows that they're not she remembers everything. So there's no amnesia going on. And she also is like, but where am I? And they're in his happy place where he always goes to be grounded. But we also know because of this moment that it's not just this idea of his, you know, his hometown that he uses to be grounded. He's also rebuilding it. Yes, he is rebuilding Arisha, the burnt capital. Uh, They are close to the temple of Amori. They're in Zayden's room because stone doesn't burn. It is it is a whole thing. And he says, um. And before this, he's like, where, where are we going to take her? A violet's been poisoned. It's too far. He's like, I know a place. I know a place. I was like, ah, here we go. Finally, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's like, none of this is worth it without her. We have to save her. Uh, so then, yeah, she wakes up and she's like, you know, uh, Zayden is like, she'll have to choose. Right. Um, by the way, Andarna is big now. She's big. Uh, she doesn't have her powers anymore. Uh, we put Liam to rest. And um, basically, Violet's like, I, I don't trust you. And I fell for you. And he's like, I'll tell you everything. Um, it, it, is, it is important that we remember that 
the the politics, the politics, there is a massive government cover-up happening that the dragons probably are aware of to some extent because of the wards and the veil and because the venom, the griffins and the wyvern are looking for something, probably something that powers the, the wards. They're attacking and venom can only be killed with a specific weapon. It's very Game of Thrones White Walker. And the twist to this is that Violet's mother has that dagger that kills Venon on her desk. So that confirms to Violet that there's a massive government conspiracy and that her mom knows about it and that her dad knew about it and that Zayden's family and the rebellion, just as you said, were all on the right side of history. So this is the end of the book and we end it with um, a reveal. What's that reveal? Her brother's alive. Her brother is alive. We have a nice welcome to the revolution. We have nice. We love it when a uh, figure of authority welcomes us to a resistance. It is very comforting. Um, it is so something. Good, it, it, it just opens up the whole world of like, oh, this is this is just the tip of the iceberg because shit's about to get real. Yeah, shit is about to get so real. That is how the book ends. The book ends with her brother walking in the room, her brother Brennan, who has supposedly been dead for five years, who was killed by Zayden's father. Uh, interesting stuff. That is the end. We are running along. We know it. Uh, Jess, thoughts on Fourth Wing, the phenomenon that it is? I think I can understand why everybody's so excited. I think that I think we should start off by saying that because it's something new. It's something exciting. It's dragons. It's magic school. Characters are a bit older. Yeah, there's some spice in there, but take the spice out. It doesn't take away from the story. You want to know more. So I get why people are so like, oh, yes, like something new. That's can't you can't blame anybody for that and the characters work the way that they work the pacing's great um what what about your thought because this is your third read yeah my third read uh fun it's very fun i i have some issues none of them are like major you know it's just like world building stuff i'm just confused so i'm not harping on it because i do believe in my heart of hearts that these answers will come in the next book because this is a confirmed I believe it's a five-part series. Correct me if I'm wrong. It is no problem. Uh, so my, I am withholding epic criticism because I do believe that my criticisms will pan out in the future. That being said, I am a little bit oversaturated with this book just because I have read it three times. I, I just right. want a break. I just want something a little... I want something with color, because yeah. the palette here is black, white, and gray. Well, I feel like if you if you're looking for color and you love this book, Laura, you got me into this series that I'm obsessed with, and we've covered on the podcast. Um, the Black Witch Chronicles is very much like this, and it starts off this way too, with like the first book being grayish, and we have some green tones, and then as we progress in the series and even with the novella, the prequel novellas, um, we get a lot of color. Yes. We get a lot of color in that book. We also get in that series. We also get dragons in that series and we get secrets and we get government plots and government conspiracies and a rebellion. So very fun stuff. Uh, yeah. 
the hankering for something new, the craving is, is just something that when you find something that hits it and satisfies it, like you just want to tell everybody about it because we are, of course, always chasing the high of a good fantasy read. And when it's good, it's good. And, uh, you know, when it hits, it hits. And this hits. And this is good. This is new. This is fun. I would watch the shit out of this if this were option for something. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and you say that, but I feel like it could probably unanimously be said that only one studio should take on this project when it comes to dragons. Oh, absolutely. Um, So, I mean... They're not doing so great right now, but we'll see how it pans out. Um, but that being said, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Akafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. Thanks for joining us. And we can't wait to hear from y'all soon and explore, go into the next book for Iron Flame out in November. Yep. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye.